My name is Brendan Ipp. I'm a registered physiotherapist based out of Vancouver, British Columbia, and welcome to my new segment called The Run Lab. Now, I've been an avid runner for a long time now, dating all the way back to the second grade, and I know what some of you guys are saying. Brendan, like, do you even have memories from the second grade? But I do, and I definitely have the popsicle sticks to show for it, because in the second grade, I had to run laps around the school to collect popsicle sticks. Um... But, you know, it's really been the last couple of years that I've started to fall in love with the sport of running and all of its complexities. Um, so given the current state of affairs in the world, the landscape, and the need to self-isolate, uh, I've decided to use uh, the time wisely and to turn that passion uh, into this podcast. Now, the goal here at the Run Lab is to provide an informative and up-to-date source of information uh, where we dive into a different aspect of running every week, spanning from topics about the biomechanics and analysis of running patterns to the most common types of running injuries, how to prevent and treat them, and then moving into the more practical exercises and strengthening drills to help you make that jump back into running, back into the sport that you love, or even to start up for the first time if you're a beginner. So without further ado, I present to you uh, the first episode of The Run Lab, Season 1. Now, I feel it is important that before we start talking about running, we do have to define and understand the process of what running is. Um, you know, in the future, we'll be moving into some more complex uh, concepts, and they all kind of build upon the scaffolding that is understanding what the running pattern and running cycle is. Uh, so I'm just going to spend a little bit of time to kind of walk you through that. And it is a little bit scientific, so if you feel that it's a little bit, it's a little bit fast, a little bit complex, uh, feel free to just pause it, rewind it, listen to it again. Uh, or if you want, you can always send me a message, ask me any questions you want. I love talking about running, so you know I could ramble on for days. Um, if you dial it down to the most simple, simple building blocks, uh, running is really just putting one foot in front of the other foot and then repeating it thousands of times over. Um, and it's during this cyclical process that the body has to efficiently and safely manage the force of the impact from the ground uh, which we call the ground reaction force, or the GRF, uh, and then transfer that force into propulsion, which drives your forward momentum when you run. And uh, the important thing to note is that whether you're running uh, one kilometer or you're running 10 kilometers, or whether you're an ultra marathoner, the cycle is the same. And so we can apply that concept to any kind of injury or technique or exercise and to any skill level and still have like a good foundation to kind of compare to. So uh yeah so we'll move into the running cycle a little bit uh so it's, i find it easiest to describe the running cycle when we break it down into four phases uh, and in its simplest form you basically just split in half you look at just the right hand side so just your right foot and you follow your right foot through all four phases in order to understand what's happening on that side knowing that your left side is doing something that's somewhat similar but on a staggered timeline okay so uh, our first phase is called initial contact, and this is kind of where your foot hits the ground. Now, I know a lot of you guys are going to be saying, like, hey, but Brendan, like, you know, I've, I've, I've read some stuff about foot strike patterns, and I know. So foot strike patterns can, can differ between runners. Uh, they can be highly variable, uh, even between feet or anything, depending on your past uh, history. Uh you know, people can strike with a heel. They can they can make contact with their midfoot. They can make, make contact with their forefoot. Uh, but that's going to be left for uh, a future a future uh, podcast. And today we're just going to dial down to the basics and just talk about your foot touching the ground, 
which is uh, what we call initial contact. So once your foot touches the ground, we move into what we call mid-stance, and this is our second phase. During mid-stance, the center of mass moves over the foot, and this is the moment where the GRF, or ground reaction force, is at its highest, and the center of mass is at its lowest, because your joints are uh, all bent in this position. So uh, this is kind of the phase that transitions from that ground reaction force into propulsion. So this is kind of what gets you ready for that drive phase that comes next. Um, and that brings us to our third phase. And this third phase is called the toe-off. So this is the propulsion drive phase that I was just talking about. And this is where your hip, knee, and ankle joints all extend in what we call a pattern called triple extension. Uh, and in order to drive the body forward, and this, so this is process is what creates that power and that push off. Uh, so the more efficient you can be during this phase, and the stronger those muscle groups are, the more power and the more push you have coming out of toe off. Uh, last but not least, uh, we come to the fourth phase, and this is called swing phase. Now swing phase describes uh, where the leg moves from its toe-off position, which is behind the torso, uh, as it moves slowly forward and slightly in front of the center of mass. And so this is kind of where you make initial contact again. And so this kind of uh, uh, brings everything full circle all over again. So uh, I, I know it sounds complicated, um, and, I, I, and I, I apologize if I spoke quickly. Uh, I know I do have a tendency to do that, and I feel like I reminded myself to slow down, but I just keep talking about things really fast when I'm excited about it. So yeah, feel free to pause. If you need a refresher, just scroll on back and just listen to that part again. And just a note for those who are listening, the information in this podcast is not intended as a substitute for medical advice. So if you're suffering from a specific injury or condition, please seek help from a registered physiotherapist or other qualified health practitioner so that you can be accurately assessed and diagnosed. Uh, so, uh, you know, this, this you know, intro podcast, this intro episode was just meant to, uh, you know, kind of create a bit of a framework that can we build off of. And uh, I want to go back to something a little bit more simple. Um, so, you know, one question I always get from uh, new runners is, uh, how can I get started? You know, like, what can I do? Like, what should I, what should, what should I go for? Should I run a, you know, a 5K at this speed? Uh, should I try to crank out a 10K and feel like I did some work? And my answer is always the same, is that adherence is what gets you to stick with it. So I'll say that again. Adherence is what gets you to stick to it. So adherence is when you stick to a game plan. You do that day in, day out, right? If you don't stick to it, nothing's going to happen, right? You run really, really hard on Monday. You feel sore on Tuesday, even more sore on Wednesday. You know, you're not going to feel like you want to go out and run again. So even though you did so much work and that was like a good solid run, you might be hurting yourself in the long run. Now, if you went out for an easier run, something that you kind of broke a sweat for, something that's a little bit lighter, and uh, it's something that's like easy enough that you felt like you got some work in, but nothing that you're going to be super sore from, that's where you want to be. Because that's what's going to get you to buy in. That's going to get your body to show up day in, day out and be able to do that work so you can actually see the gains that come from it. You know, running is one of those things where you're going to hate like the first four times you do it. But, you know, after the fifth or the sixth or the seventh, it just gets much, much easier. And that's kind of what my job is here. My job is to kind of explain kind of how the easiest way, right, low barrier to entry uh, to kind of get people into running uh, so that they can share a little bit of what I love. Um, so be because we went through the running phase, uh, I just want to explain that, you know, 
soreness comes from a, a lack of conditioning you know so during each phase that we just went through uh if you don't remember what they were uh initial contact there's that mid swing and then we move into uh uh toe off phase and then we finish off with a swing phase uh, those four phases will strain your muscles and joints in different ways so one person can struggle with uh, initial contact right someone could always just constantly say oh you know what my knees really hurt i feel like i'm just like i'm landing really really hard well that tells you already like you might be heel striking a little bit too hard maybe it's a shoe problem maybe it's a foot problem maybe it's a technique problem but there might be something to look at in that phase um other people might say hey you know what i feel like uh, i kind of feel a strain when i when i go toe off well the positioning may be may be limited right? Your range of motion might be limited. You might be actually straining yourself a little bit too far each time you go into that toe-off. So, so the reason why I explain those phases are so that you can help kind of isolate where the problem is coming from. And so the next time you go out to do that jog around the block, you can mentally think about it. All right, initial contact, right? Then mid-stance, then toe-off, then swing. And you can just repeat that over and over again until you can actually isolate which moment that you feel pain. If I get a runner to come in and they say, oh, my knee hurts, you know, I got to ask, well, when does the knee hurt? And most of the time I'll hear something along the lines of, uh, I don't really know, right? So uh, by learning about the, the gait process and the, the running cycle, uh, my hopes are that you can kind of identify these limitations in yourself so that you don't kind of have to stop before you even get started you know i can i can assess and diagnose but it's a lot harder to treat when you don't know when the pain is triggered so bear with me even though i sound disjointed and i know i do there is a method to the madness here there's a reason why i wanted to get into the complexity of the running cycle so early on because it will become clear when we start talking about improvement and improvement is really what every runner is after the curious thing about running is that while it's always presented as a race where you compete against others, it really isn't. Like you can look at the Olympics and, and look at all those top runners and they can all crank out marathon times around 2 hours and 10 minutes, which is amazing in its own right. But does every Olympic runner finish the marathon at the Olympics? No. Do you always do your best time in the Olympics? Not at all. You don't even need to run your best time to win the gold medal. And that's because each time you go running, it's with a different cast. You don't always register for a run with the same group. You don't always go running with the same people in training. So every single time you lace up your runners, you know that you're running against something different. And that's what makes running a sport of self-improvement. You're really just racing against the clock and solely because you raced against that same clock last time. And now that we've broken down the running cycle into its component phases, we can talk about improvement. It shouldn't be a stretch to grasp that different structures are stressed during different phases due to the different purposes of each of those phases. Okay, I'll say that again because it's an important part to highlight. Different structures are stressed during different phases due to the purpose of each of those phases. Like if each phase has a different job, then we can hone in on which phase we need to target in order to decrease injury or strain or increase strength and performance. And understanding which structures are stressed during each phase tells us which structures need to be targeted. 
And therein lies the key to running or improving your running, no matter whether you're a beginner or seasoned veteran looking to get a personal best. So now we've talked a lot about the science behind the running cycle and the biomechanics behind the stride pattern. And while we haven't gone into the details of specifically where things can go wrong, this was just to highlight the importance of understanding that yes, there are different parts of the running cycle that make me more prone to injury, or there are different parts of the running cycle that make it harder for me to run. So if we can understand those areas, then we can understand how to improve our running altogether. And the funny thing about improvement is that it doesn't happen overnight. You know, as, as much as we would love to go to the gym once and then uh, marvel at our gains or go for one run and then feel like our cardio is better, that's not the way it happens. And it's incredibly ironic to say, but running really is a marathon and not a race. You do have to dedicate yourself to it and you stick to something long enough to see those improvements roll in. And that's why I wanted to highlight those differences between phases. So no matter who you are and what you're dealing with, my job here is to try to help you get into the process of running with as little injury and as much joy as possible. Now, before I close off, I just wanted to reference a blog post that I wrote back in November titled Going the Distance. And I remember writing this blog post when I was feeling particularly emotional one day, probably because I was having a really hard run, uh, maybe doing intervals or something like that, and I was hitting a bit of a wall. And this is definitely shameless self-advertising, but if you do want to read the full blog post, it's a really quick read, it's two minutes long, and I would like to think that it's actually pretty inspirational, but um, if you're interested, you can find that blog post at www.if-physio.com forward slash blog, and you can scroll on down and find the blog post titled Going the Distance. And the reason why this post means a lot to me is because it highlighted a couple of thoughts of what I was feeling when I was trying to progress and improve, if you will, and when I was working on getting faster during training. So there's this book I was reading called Grit, The Power of Passion and Perseverance by Angela Duckworth. And in the book she says, there are no shortcuts to excellence. Developing real expertise, figuring out really hard problems, it all takes time, longer than most people imagine. You've got to apply those skills and produce goods or services that are valuable to people. Grit is about working on something you care about so much that you're willing to stay loyal to it. It's doing what you love, but not just falling in love, staying in love. So running has played a large role in my life, uh, particularly the last couple of years, to the point that I really can't imagine life without running. You know, it's become so ingrained and has become such a large part of my routine that I truly feel that it makes me a better person. You know, running for me has had so many moments of triumph and achievement. Uh, it has connected me with a community greater than myself in and around my city. And it has even taught me a lot about myself and digging deeper and the ability to set my sights on something and working towards it. And my hopes are that in the upcoming weeks that I can help you define and develop your own relationship with running. So as you head out to enjoy the good weather, Remember to not only responsibly practice social distancing from others, but to keep in mind that we are made to move. So thanks again for listening to me rant. My name is Brendan Ip, talking to you from The Run Lab. Tune in next week for more tips, techniques, and explanations about the science of running. Take care.